Welcome to the Sky Now. This is an astrology podcast during which we take a look at planetary events, influences, and placements. I'm Duncan, and I'm coming to you from my studio, Tarot de Soleil, here in Milan, Montreal, a place where I do astrology and tarot sessions for people live in person and via Zoom for folks out there in the greater world. How are you guys doing? Are you satisfied with your summer? We're heading into the final quarter of the traditional holiday vacation season that is July and August, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, summer's always a busier time with work for me. That's really what summer is about uh, at this point in life. Montreal is a major tourist destination for Americans, among others. Now, uh, I did take a mini three-day staycation earlier in this month just to recharge a bit. I not really do anything, but um, truth is I like to work. I like having purpose in my life, and my work certainly gives my life purpose. Uh, as as is the security that I, the secu- the service that I do in the community. Um, I'm a bit late with this podcast. My building's being renovated, and there's also noisy road work going on on nearby on St. Joseph. Uh, this morning is the first quiet, sort of, so far time that there's been to rep- record this episode. Should have gone up a couple of days ago. Um, in keeping with the spirit of Tuesday's new moon in Leo, this is a time to look at, you know, planting the seeds of future you. And indeed, after the pleasure and appreciation slash celebration of, uh, self and accomplishments, um, that is the focus of Leo, uh, Decan's one and two, Leo Decan three is about personal inventory and assessment. Who are you at core? Who do you need to be in the world? What sort of statement do you wish to make with your life? Virgo season begins soon, and Virgo energy is perfect for laying the groundwork for development of new habits, new interests, and new pathways. I was reminded of the fragility of life uh, on the past weekend. I woke just, just uh, after 1.30 in the morning with a sense that something was wrong. Something, you know, the energy was bad. Um, distressed. So much so that I got up out of bed and moved through my, uh, you know, through my place to the front window. Multiple red lights emanating from, you know, a dozen emergency vehicles swirled in the dark night sky. Concerned that there was another fire on my block, I, you know, quickly headed to the door, exited, and, uh, you know, I spelt no smoke. But um, now when I got outside, I saw a figure lying inert on the road, maybe 10 feet from me. Emergency workers surrounded the figure. And, uh, you know, immediately I, I had great concern for the person um, lying on the damp asphalt. As I drew closer, you could smell, you know, uh, blood. And the, there seemed to be a smell of uh, intense alcohol beer in the uh, drifting amongst the other nocturnal scents. Uh, it was very quiet, all too quiet. And then the limp figure was gently lifted onto an ambulance gurney and a white sheet was draped over the body and then it went up over the head and at that point I knew the worst had occurred. Life had been lost. Someone had not made it home that night. Uh, You know, how fast our departure from life really can be. I said some words for the departed as I stood in the sidewalk and watched the emergency response workers secure the scene for investigators who were no doubt at that moment being summoned from their own beds. When the ambulance finally slowly pulled away, I went back inside and made my way to bed. I lay in the dark and tried to sleep, wondered, but you know, wondering about who the departed one might have left behind. And then I thought about how many nights I had miraculously somehow managed to make it home back uh, during my, what I call, you know, the, the bad old days, the wild days. 
Sleep didn't come until after 5 a.m. And, you know, at 9, I was clean and dressed and out the door to do some recovery community service downtown. The bus stop nearest my place uh, is right in front of the spot where that poor mo- by, uh, man's body had lain only a few short hours before. Scene was already clean. You'd never have known that tragedy occurred there uh, a few short hours before. I whispered an incantation for a peaceful passage of the spirit of the dead man, for I know spirits are known to linger in situations such as this, and encouragement from the living is helpful in aiding their letting go of attachment to a space of trauma. And then I got on the bus and moved into my own day. That's how these things go. The dead depart and cease to live, and the living move forward and go on living. I've seen a lot of remarkable progress over the six decades of my life, the liberating of Western society from repressive shackles of fundamentalist religion, the ongoing liberation of women from patriarchal repression, the advancement of gay rights, abortion rights for women, gay marriage, the advancement of civil rights in the United States for black Americans, the reconciliation of treaty issues for natives in Canada. Of course, much more of this sort of positive progressive work is still required. Along those lines earlier this week, something truly beautiful happened. In Georgia, a former segregationist state right into the 1960s, a black district attorney indicted corrupt, malignant narcissist and quote-unquote businessman and liar-in-chief demagogue leader of the MAGA cult, Donnie the Weasel Trump, under a RICO statute for conspiring with, I think it's 18 or 19 other MAGA co-conspirators to overturn the legitimate results of the 2020 presidential election. Now, in the early 1960s in Georgia, if I don't know if Fannie Willis's, you know, great-great-grandparents were there, but they would not have even, even been able to drink out of the same water fountain as a white person in Georgia in the early 1960s. Now, here she is in 2023, about to save democracy from a corrupt political antichrist-type figure. Uh, personally, I hope Trump is denied bail. Um... Uh, he certainly deserves to be denied bail, given the threats he's making against the courts and the justice system. And uh, and I hope his trial happens very soon. Right to treat, you know, a right to a speedy trial is enshrined to the Constitution. And while you know Donnie the Weasel may employ his usual delaying tactics, certainly tactics, you know, certainly America deserves a speedy trial in this case. Wildfires are forcing the evacuation of the city of Light- Yellowknife today. Uh, I hope everybody's going up there is going to be okay. Um, it's been a summer of wildfires. You know, clearly the time for climate change action is now. Uh, so many places to go. Uh, we need to be planting more trees, not clearing forests uh, already present. We need to move away from oil. Yes, oil's got to go. We need to, you know, live in harmony with the planet. Work from home or living close to work would help. You know, less uh, less air travel, please. Um, air travel is brutal; has a brutal effect on the uh, on the environment. Change eating habits. You know, and, and yes, we individually here, each of us, and you know, in this, who are you know living in uh, North America, um, I assume that's where most people are listening to me. We need to do things, but this is a global problem, and action must be taken worldwide. I did a quick search on uh, on the Oracle. I call it Google. Uh, you know, uh, this morning as I was collecting my thoughts, and uh, I found a recent list of the worst polluters. Um, China's number one. Uh, ten 
uh, 10.65065 million tons of CO2 released. I think this is the 2019 or 2020 reporting year. The U.S. is second with 5.416 million tons of CO2 released. Then India, 2.654 million tons. Russia, um, coming in 1711 million tons, Japan 1162 million tons, Germany 759 million tons, Iran 720 million tons, very close. We've got South Korea 659 million tons, Saudi Arabia 621 million tons, and Indonesia 615 million tons. Ultimately, each person must change how they live and people all over the world must get out and demand change from their governments. Now, admittedly, this is more difficult in the, com- in the communist and totalitarian countries. And, you know, China is number one offender, and that's a communist country. However, uh, you know, there can great, be great risk in speaking out against com- uh, governments in those kind of type of systems. Uh, however, a fearless stand against regimes in those systems is necessary if the required global changes are to occur. Um, you know, here in the West, we can get out and protest anytime we want. And, you know, chances are we aren't going to be killed. Not quite the same in some other systems. Yet this is a worldwide problem. Um, thoughts and energies from my ritual altar and my magical being for the lesbian, gay, bi, and trans people of Uganda who live in a country now where it is punishable by life in prison or death, even to simply be themselves, just to be themselves. Thoughts and energy for LGBTQ folks in other parts of Africa, the Middle East, China, Russia, and other parts of the world who face pure persecution from their government, from religious leaders and groups in their country. Thoughts and energies for the brave girls and women of Iran fighting for freedom from religious oppression from the government and freedom from the murderous violence of the so-called morality police. Those words should never be put together in one sentence, morality and police. Um, thoughts and energies out to the universe for the innocent people of Ukraine still being brutalized and terrorized by international war criminal Vladimir Putin's imperialist armies, as well as those for, uh, you know, as well as for those in other places of the world also suffering and struggling to live in wartime conditions in their homeland due to attack or invasion by hostile neighboring countries, civil war, terrorist insurgency, and as a people in living countries in South America, the Middle East, Southeast Asia, and right across the continent of Africa. We've got a new, you know, a new war that's propped up uh, in uh, Niger, the, um, the, uh, I believe it's the Islamic radicals that are overthrowing the government there and throwing the city into the country into civil war thoughts and energies for young girls and women at risk and suffering because they've been denied abortion health care um, by the religious fanatics who are appointed to the supreme court uh, in the united states by donnie the weasel um he's now you know is being revealed shown for what he is treated by yeah, as what he is he's basically a mobster um and thoughts and energies for the victims of uh, gun violence. And violence is a problem here in Canada now, too. Um, earlier this you know, summer, a woman was killed in Toronto, shot down in the street in broad daylight. Uh, you know, some gang, you know, gang members fighting over drugs, selling turf near a safe injection site. Um, that sort of thing never happened here. Now it does. Um 
thoughts and energies for the indigenous peoples of countries the world over who at some point in history were subjugated by another people and who continue to struggle with the aftermath of the conquest in the present day. May the, may reconciliation, peace, and healing occur. Thoughts and energies for the people struggling in bondage in countries in the world that still practice slavery. It's appalling that in the 21st century, slavery still exists. Uh, thoughts and energies finally for our beautiful home, the planet Earth, that she may rele- receive the uh, help, new clean technologies, and necessary worldwide birth rates and changes in policy across the planet to get her to a healthy state again. Of course, beyond intent and energy work in the metaphysical world, we must also be activists out in the physical world for the causes that are important and that we hold dear we must speak out in our communities with our voices our actions and our votes before coming uh before we move into the upcoming planetary activity let's bring things back to basics i love back to basics um those who know know this is how this astrology stuff works Uh, the planets are always out there just doing their thing you have a natal chart it's a series of gifts and challenges presented to you at birth what you do with them is up to you you have agency in your life your natal chart is your celestial blueprint through understanding it you can create an operator's manual for yourself So there's that, and then there's what's up now for you. And we discover that by superimposing the current plant transits or placements of the planets in the zodiac on your natal chart. This is why I suggest you have your own natal chart in front of you when you listen to this podcast. Okay, now for the final 14 days of August 2023. Moon cycle. Uh, This is important information for spell casting for those magically inclined and, you know, have that as part of their spirituality. Um, Everyone should have spirituality. Uh, at some form in their life and for the day-to-day living of all folks uh, the moon provides an emotion and experience template for us every 28 days or so the moon is in its waxing phase now after the new moon in leo which was at 5 38 a.m on uh, august 16th and uh, it will be waxing until the full moon in pisces on august 30th which occurs at 9 35 p.m eastern daylight time uh, we have uh, the waxing phase, of course, is good for attracting and developing energy work and spells. Uh, waning is uh, banishment. Um, shadow work, whatever that means to you as a practitioner, is best done in the last days before a full moon when the moon is almost dark. So over the next 14 days, the moon is going to transit from Virgo, where it is today, to Pisces. Now it's uh, right, right now it's around the Mars-Mercury Uh um, not conjunction, but uh, occupants uh, in the late stages of Virgo. So there's a pretty positive energies, uh, grounding energies uh, Friday, Saturday, this week. Anyway, you want to look at your natal chart and where and see where the Leo celestial uh, Leo to Pisces celestial arc lies. See what planets you have in those signs. How the lunar transit cycle affects your chart can give you a good indication as to which areas of life will be highlighted for better or for worse for you. Now let's take a look at what the inner planets are doing. So today, uh, Friday, um, August 18th, uh, the moon, the sun is at 25 degrees Leo, and it's going to move to 8 degrees Virgo over the next uh, 14 days. Uh, Mercury is at 20 degrees Virgo, is going to travel to 18 degrees Virgo, and that's, how does that happen? Well, Virgo's going retrograde, that's how. Uh, Venus is 20 degrees, uh, 17 degrees Leo, uh, retrograde rather, and it's going to move to 12 degrees Leo, so retrograding hard. How's that impacting your love life, folks? That's <laughs> messing with your head. Um, Mars is, it's almost over though. 
<laughs> just got to make it to September 5th or so. Mars is at 24 degrees Virgo and is going to move to 2 degrees Libra. So Mars is moving forward. There's some momentum. The Sun and Mars are chugging along. Uh, take a look at your natal chart and see where Leo, Virgo, uh, Virgo and Libra are and via house rulerships. You're going to be able to see the areas of life that will be affected by the fast-tracking action of the inner planets for you over the next 14 days. Now for the more constant planetary energy of the middle and outer planets uh, and some other celestial objects. Uh, Ver, Ver, uh, Jupiter is uh, bringing us positive, expansive energy and has us believing in the possible at 14 degrees Taurus. Saturn is bringing... Um, Emotional balance, spiritual discipline, and structure to your life, and just delivering consequences to those deserving them. And it's at four degrees Pisces retrograde now. Uranus has us breaking free from the clutches of old comfort zones, inspiring growth and innovation, and sparking liberation at 23 degrees Taurus, but also going retrograde uh, a bit later in this month. Neptune is deepening consciousness um, via taking us into our subconscious and our emotional past, now at 27 degrees Pisces retrograde. And Pluto uh, is clearing away faulty foundations and deconstructing old power, deconstructing old power dynamics and modes um, uh, at 28 degrees Capricorn retrograde. You're just clearing stuff away now until uh, making way for um, the coming era of Pluto and Aquarius, which brings holds great promise. Uh, Chiron, the wounded healer, is, is facilitating, facilitating healing through connecting us with past trauma at 19 degrees. Aries retrograde and Black Moon Lilith is stirring energies of seduction, opening magical channels, and enabling empowerment at 24 degrees. Leo, the North Node is 26 degrees Aries. The South is 26 degrees Libra. That's where the karmic axis is running. And so you want to look at your natal chart and see where those points are because things are brewing there. Now, what's it all look like, you know, uh, over the next two weeks? Um, well, as I said, uh, Friday, we have the moon in Virgo. Um, and it aligns, you know, well with uh, Mars and, um, and Mercury there. So, you know, some uh, good practical kind of energies available to folks. Um, you know, tomorrow, Saturday, August 19th. Uh, at 7.54 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, uh, the moon was into Libra, where it aligns nicely with the sun in Leo. And that makes for fun and pleasurable weekend astral vibes. Um, so, you know, take that as, as your cue to go have some fun or be social or do stuff you like. Spend time, you know, be good dating energy. Um, etc. Monday at 7.22 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, the moon moves into Scorpio, where it forms a more conflicted relationship with the sun and Leo, you know. Sure, great passion is possible, but so is tremendous conflict. Now, these two signs don't mix, as each wants power, and each can be quite aggressive in its, uh, you know, in its pursuit of power. Leo and Scorpio is straight up one of astrolo astrology's worst love matches, and so a transiting sun-moon combo can be equally you know problematic uh tuesday uh we have a uh, venus in leo square jupiter and taurus don't mat ask too much of yourself under those energies um uh really um avoid you know uh, avoid conflict if at all possible don't get allowed yourself get to get drawn into drama or petty arguments even uh, avoid past sex and love patterns and you know don't fuck your ex um mars in virgo opposition neptune pisces same day 
be careful, you know, just don't let yourself get hustled by someone with an agenda today. Uh, what this aspect can do is interfere with our natural intuitions and, you know, whatever street smarts you have. They can be blocked by these energies. Wednesday, August 23rd, the sun moves into Virgo at 5.01 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, where it well, blends well with the Scorpio moon. Um, so this can bring some order and sense to complex feelings and emotions. Um, at very least, you should feel more in control. Virgo season itself is a time to get organized and create new structure, systems, and disciplines after the excesses of the more pleasure-oriented summer astrological seasons. You know, so that's Leo and before that Cancer. We feel drawn to practical concerns, health matters, and work now. And certainly much can be accomplished while the sun traverses Virgo. Um, same day, (laughs) Mercury goes retrograde in Virgo. So for the next two weeks, work on staying grounded. So focus does not become anxious overthinking. Don't let the wheels spin too fast. Um, stay out of projections of worst case scenarios. Thursday, August 24th at 4 a.m. And that's a choice. That's a discipline, you know, you can employ. I call them the creeping dreads. They can still rise up in me, but I choose not to let them manifest most of the time. Um, sometimes, you know, there are, they kind of leap in there and then I just got to deal with them. Um, but I have coping mechanisms in place to help, you know, help me through my own difficult thinking. Thursday, August 24th at 4.08 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, the moon moves into Sagittarius, uh, beginning a mutable tone for the next couple of days. Uh, Energies change quickly when both the sun and moon are in mutable signs. And when it's Virgo and Sagittarius, so we can find ourselves torn between a spontaneous spontaneous desire for fun and, you know, and responsibility, you know, uh, attention to duty. Be flexible with dealing with others and be willing to adapt to changing conditions yourself and be flexible regarding your own schedule. You know, remember, play is important too. Uh, Overly dogmatic uh, energies, work energies, uh, work attention can turn out to be problematic. You may not, you know, you may, your heart may not be in it anyway. And so you may do end up doing a half-assed job. Um, Mars and Virgo trines Pluto and Capricorn. Uh, and there we've got uh, a powerful catalyst for change. It's an event maker. The inevitable can play out in some situations now, so I guess it's sort of towerish, even though it's really a positive aspect as a trine. Uh, ultimately, whatever is you know cleared creates space to new, for new opportunities and uh, experiences. Um, this can be a great aspect for us to commit to very new directions and very real change in our life, and it and, and also becomes favorable for you know beginnings, uh, launches, etc. Now, Saturday at 9.05 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, the moon aligns itself with a, with, the, you know, with a sign and an earth sign as it transits into Capricorn. That's a good day for setting goals for the fall season, creating a timetable for actualization. Budget, home, and career areas are all highlighted here. Um, then Monday, August 28th at 10.32 Eastern Daylight Time, the moon transits into Aquarius. You know, well, well, so we got the sun in Virgo, the moon in Aquarius, and, you know, Virgos think Aquarians are weirdos, okay? So <laughs> essentially this is, you know, what's happening is the sun is judging the moon now. Make of that what you will. Uh, Venus, uh, Uranus goes retrograde in Taurus as well on Monday. And so that's caution against self-sabotage or even martyrdom in areas of life ruled by Taurus in your natal chart over the next, uh, you know, few months. Now, um, this will probably take a while to build it, but you know, careful with, uh, impulse 
on Sunday. Then, you know, the last significant event of the month of August uh, is Wednesday when the moon moves into Pisces at 9.50 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And then, you know, at night at 9.35 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, we've got a, a full moon in Pisces, which shines light on previously unseen dreams, desires, and visions, you know, that, that have been um, drifting in your subconscious. This is a love moon. It's a dreaming moon. This is a magic moon. Boko, Boku, Juju. Uh, big magic. Uh, be careful what you wish for, though. Be careful that you put it out there right. You know, like that kind of energy can take us to some surprise results if we're not careful. Uh, for daily aspect reports, follow me on Instagram at Duncan Delamontang. Um, uh, that's it for this week. I want to thank you all for listening. I wish everyone well. I'll be back uh, with another episode of The Sky Now uh, for the end of the month and the beginning of, you know, for the beginning of the next month of September. Until then, be good to yourself and be good to others. Mm-hmm.